This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Philadelphia Phillies on Radio.com and Sports Radio 94 WIP. It is another edition of the High Hopes Podcast. Jack, I could have gone, yo, burn, 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 burn. Yeah, it's Whatever. over. It's over. Yeah. You're not going to be giving me any of their going on the runs today, are you, buddy? Uh, <laughs> you never know, only, Jackie. It was a really inspiring weekend. <laughs> Left a lot to be desired. All right, so officially official, yes, they have a 0.7% chance to make the playoffs according to fan graphs. Uh, yes, theoretically it is technically possible. <laughs> they ain't making the playoffs. It's over. No. It's done. The 2019 Phillies will go down in the record books. As a team that did not make the playoffs, Jack. Brown. Yeah, we're and we're not going to get playoff Nola, uh, which is you know very sad. I, I was I was remember the remember the before the season started. You know we we're breaking down spring training games and breakout Pavetta and I remember you saying when Bryce Harper was signed. Yeah, the best thing about this signing. Yeah, is we get to see playoff Nola. We'll eventually see playoff Nola. I think someday. Someday I don't know. I mean it's been it's been eight years. It's been eight years. Well, that's what I was thinking about before, and and it really sucks to put it in these terms. But, Jack, we are coming up on a decade of not making the playoffs. Yeah. A decade. I was in high school the last time the Phillies <laughs> made the playoffs. Oh, man. You were in your early 30s. I knew that was coming. <laughs> <laughs> At least that's not that far off. Yeah. Late 20s. Uh, uh, it's crazy. It's I know. It's crazy to think about. We. It has been... A really, uh, again, it's so funny because it kind of just slid in there because there was so much futility our whole lives. You know, as Phillies fans, it was just the losing his franchise, all that type of stuff. And then 93, that's why we love that team so much because it was the only team for eons of Phillies baseball that did anything. And then in 08, we finally win it. And we have that run with that team. And it felt like the good times were never going to end. And then they did, and we understood it. And I feel like now it's gotten to the point where where it almost snuck up on us that it's about to be a decade without the playoffs, Jack. Yeah, it's actually, for as bad as it's been, it's been a quick eight years. <laughs> yeah, somehow, re- some way. I remember a lot about the like the run. Like I remember everything about the runs. Like <laughs> the Tommy it, Joseph it, era? No, no, no. I'm talking about like even like <laughs> oh, 07 to 11. Like, I got you. It yes, feels like yes. it wasn't that long ago. No. And then you see like like Scott Ayer's got gray hair and Jamie <laughs> yeah, Moyer. Jamie Moyer looks like a- He's like in his 60s. A sensei or something. Yeah. So it's crazy. It's been the quickest eight years of <laughs> awful baseball. <laughs> oh, um, man. It's just like, man, it was- The thing that kind of sucked about this team- was that it wasn't even a f- fun bad team. Like they weren't no, even f- it was an infuriating it was, bad team. It was like it was the problem. two steps forward, one step back. That was the problem. It was they, Again, we talked about this, is that if we had just had different expectations and if this team, if this season had played out differently, like even if they had had a season like the Mets where there were some really low lows and it was frustrating, but they had that 15 to 17. They got Pete Alonso going at 54. Freaking home runs. Like, yeah. like it would have been fun at least. It would have felt, I'll bet you that Mets season felt more, and I know they've had their dumpster fire moments, but that season seems a lot more fun than our season. I mean, to go from the first ha- half where they were just <laughs> the biggest laughing stock in baseball. We thought Mickey Galloway was going to get fired after yeah. that, that series where we swept them. We were yeah. like, oh, well, Mickey Galloway's screwed. Yeah. And now they're ahead of the Phillies. Yeah. They are ahead <laughs> of the Phillies. That's something we don't talk about enough. The Phillies are going to come in fourth place <sighs> in the NLE somehow. They- 
they are going to come up with it. That's, yeah, that's, oh, they're going to come up with it. That's insane. It's insane, right? It's insane. I mean, think about that. Yeah. Well, at least you get a higher draft pick. <laughs> oh, I love you. That is such a Jack Fritz thing to say right there. At least you're going to hire a draft pick. Um, oh, man. But, yeah, no, it's like, I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm – for as disappointing as as the season's been, I, I I still I still really like our core guys. Like I, I oh I know you love they, you love them. They have we talk about they it. They have the core. They have the guys. They have they have building blocks per se. They just have to do a, a better job of of putting talent. Obviously, this is obvious, but they, but putting putting talent. <laughs> they need pitching. But at least they at least they have the offense. This is obvious. I'm going to tell you something. They have the offense, and they also have. Like, like Bohm's gonna come up and be a, an impact bat. Yeah. Like he's gonna come up and be a legitimate middle of the order bat. Um. Like, Hazley's already kind of proven he's a, a major league player. A major league player. Yeah. Like he's gonna end up batting like two sixty to three twenty it, OBP. It's real, and he's looked like he belongs. Yeah. That, I think you know for a guy who we weren't expecting him to come up as quickly as he did, I, he is almost and he's gotten better and he had that one little rough stretch, but really from day one he's looked like a ball player, like a. Major League Baseball player, yes. and now he really looks like he belongs. Um, yeah, I'm with you. And look, I, there is definitely reason for optimism, and we'll get into all that. It's tough on the, you know, where we just see them get swept by the Red Sox and come to grips with the fact that, that there's no more hope. There's yeah. no more adventure. The hopes are not high, Jack. No, the but hopes are low. Saturday was like a, a good baseball game. Sure. It was, and Nola pitched well. Yet again, though, just runs into trouble in the seventh. The he's dude, got a He's got an ERA in the eights. It's in crazy. I didn't. I didn't know the numbers, but anecdotally, it just seemed like every time he just that inning all year long. Well, the story of the Phillies. Well, not yeah. Well, the story of Nola is that he'll get to get to the seventh, but he won't get through the seventh. Mm-hmm. The story of the Phillies is that he can never get the the hit to put him ahead. And, or, the, and the, they just have no momentum. They can't win game to game to game. No, to game. they can't. I mean, they can't get in a roll. It's unbelievable. I don't ever remember a team ever in my time watching the Phillies. Or really watching baseball, and granted, I don't think you would notice it as much if you don't follow the team every day, so probably only affiliates applies, but I don't ever remember a team that was a playoff competitor until, for all intents and purposes, the end of the season, that never went on a run of any kind, not even like... 11 of 12 or you know like nope. 14 of 15 not allowed 10 of 12 like I, it's crazy though i mean do you ever remember that haven't you ever remember that type of team before well for they're so they're they're the only team in baseball that has maintained a record above 500 the whole entire season <laughs> yeah they have not won more than four games average, in a row which is great like they've not they've won more than four games in a row they are they are the weirdest they're probably the weirdest team they're the weirdest semi-good team in baseball. Well, if you think about it this way, they they are uh, four games above 500. They have essentially played 500 baseball since the first four games yeah. of the season. <laughs> They're a 500 baseball team. Literally, that's what they are. Yeah. And, that, and I think that that's again. I think that if we if that were the only the the reality that we had to come to grips with, it would be easier to not be as upset as we've been throughout and the angst. But again, it's to what you said. It's the way it's happened. The way it's all. And again, it's not just that they like. It's that they teased us oh, so many times. Spring training. Obviously, the Harper home run, you know, the Grand Slam feels like the, the biggest tease of all. The Charlie yeah. was Zach. Like, that oh. felt like we, we said at the time, we're like, if they're going on a run, it's going to be now. They didn't, and they didn't. No. So it's not a They certainly did not. But I think that I think that up and down nature of it and the insane amount of gut punch losses oh. they had this season just really makes this seem like a much much more disappointing season than it probably was 2019 you know I mean. Phillies video yearbook 
blue ball. <laughs> That's what it is. That's so perfect. That's all it was. That is so perfect. 162 nights of blue balls. Really, since the moment Bryce Harper was signed, it was just like blue balls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, opening weekend. Yeah. Was like, right. oh, we're getting there. <laughs> and then squat. It's crazy how it's crazy how fast that might be the best analogy you've ever brought. To <laughs> it's this crazy show. how it's crazy how fast and slow a baseball season goes. Like it's it's felt like the season has flied by, but it's also flown by, but it's also been five months of just oh yeah, up and excruciating, down excruciating baseball. Devastating nights after awesome days. Yeah. 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 But like it, it's I just I'm gonna miss baseball Me season. Me too. And I'm I'm gonna watch the crap out of the playoffs and I'm going to um hope the Yankees don't win the World Series. You know, uh, by the way, in case you haven't noticed, someone's I don't think it's going to happen. I think the Dodgers are definitely representing the National League. But I did say uh, Yankees over the Cardinals in the World Series. <laughs> That's still, cool. Still on the board. All right. Just good luck saying. with that one. We'll see how the, we'll see how the playoffs work out. <laughs> no. OK. I, so let, let's do that real quick. Just because we're talking about it, what, what is your if you had to pick right now. And obviously, we don't know the exact playoff field set, but what do you think the World Series matchup is? Um, the Yankees are chokers. I'm not worried about them. Um, it's Astros Dodgers. That's Astros. I mean, it's so lame, but it's Astros Dodgers. I hope it's Astros Dodgers. I do too. I would love to see that again. And yeah. I would- well, because I, I missed the World Series two years ago, because I was doing the morning show at that point. Oh, so like the freaking 14 was, oh, inning, that's a shame. like that yeah, was an just, amazing World Series. It was an unbelievable World Seven Series. Seven gamer. Yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, I'm Sucks stuck with last year's World Series. Now I that's agree. At this point, like, just give me the two. Super teams and let them go to battle together. Yeah, and, and I actually, I actually think the Dodgers have a way better chance this year than years past. I agree. I still think the Astros are the best team, especially. I mean, think about a playoff series where you got to go up against Verlander, Cole, and Granky. I mean, whew, yeah, yo, buddy, that and is that is some real deal tough sledding in the playoffs. Good thing the Dodgers traded Josh Field or traded yeah, Jordan, Jordan Alvarez. Jordan Alvarez. For, Alvarez. Yeah. Oh, Imagine God. the Dodgers, like that was definitely before Freeman was there. Like, of course it was. Yeah. But can you can you imagine if the Phillies ever made a trade like that? That we never get those trades. Oh, like besides said, we, Stocker for a break. We never have. Yeah. Okay. Sure. Yes. You're right. Twenty years ago. Good call. You're that, welcome. And again, we're not talking about you know. Uh, I just they're not talking about Jordan Alvarez, Bobby Abreu. I'm sorry. I can already say Bobby Abreu, borderline Hall of Fame player. Some people would say Hall of Famer. I don't know. I'm, I'm on the fence about it. I would probably lean no, but I would take Jordan Alvarez's potential career over Bobby all day. Yeah, Jordan Alvarez reminds me of a young Howard. <laughs> yeah, but a young Howard who's built way better. A young Howard who's going to age better. A I mean, ripped Ryan Howard. That dude's jacked. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Ryan Howard, you knew at some point it was going to fall off. That's why I hate I know in the time people didn't like, I hated the Ryan Howard contract in the moment it happened because I was like, look at the history of baseball. These guys never age well. Not one. Ortiz is like the semi-exception and he DH'd his whole career practically. Like, no one that size, that, you know, build lasts. Jordan Alvarez, that dude could last. Yeah. So how about those Phillies? Back to the Phillies. Anyway, see that's I can't even talk about him. I get I get excited talking about their baseball. Anyway, I'm with you. The point is, as you can see from that conversation, I'm gonna miss baseball too. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna miss baseball. Um, and I mean, I'm I'm gonna miss baseball, but I also can't wait for I can't wait for the like free agency and and the off season. Like, I just. I don't want to see what they're going to do. I want to see what they're going to do coaching staff wise, like man. Yes. So, well, I'm going to get into that. I know, but there's just so much injury. There's, this is for as important as last offseason was I, and landing Bryce Harper. This could be just as important. This is just as important. Yeah. This changes the trajectory of the team. Exactly. Like, so, you, you have to re sign Real Muto. Yep. 
That's, that's got to happen. You have to add a, a massive starting pitching upgrade, Garrett Cole, potentially. You have to decide It's like $200 plus million dollar contract. You have to decide if if you're going to – you don't have to decide this offseason, but it's getting close to that time when you decide what you're going to do with Reese. Like if you're going to extend him this offseason. Mm-hmm. Like it's ma- – are you going to bring lot, back Gabe? Are you going to bring back Clint? Well, that's where I want to go. I wanted to actually get into the Gabe thing. The Clint Tech- See, I think Clentag's back. I, I think he's back. I, I don't think he should be back. I don't want him back. back. Uh, no. I, don't, I, don't, I blame Clentag far more than anyone else for the failures of this season. I'm sure over the, the coming weeks we're going to dive into the real, all the issues we have with Clentag. I agree. I want Matt Clentag gone. I don't trust him to handle the future of this franchise. Well, there's, so, there's one second on the Clentag thing. There's been mm-hmm. so much of like, well, everyone got hurt and, and McCutcheon. And it's, oh, like, it's like it's year four. Yeah, it's year four. He's he hasn't built solid depth. Well, that's the problem through anything. It's the organizational depth that they and don't it's have. it's the philosophies. It's not signing power pitchers. It's it's focusing on the wrong things. And you're looking at at analytics and 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 everything they do is behind the times. Like Clentac is just a very replaceable, boring GM that can spend the owner's money and well, doesn't have any kind of foresight or progressiveness. And and you can't. You, the sport is too smart now. Like it's too smart. You can't have those guys. These teams are going to lap you. They are lapping you. Yeah. The smart teams, the Dodgers, the the Rays, the, all these types of teams are lapping you. And the Phillies, as I've said about a zillion times on here, you look at a team like the Braves, which we've talked about nonstop, how way light years ahead they are in terms of infrastructure, from player talent, from development, from all that stuff, from the players on the major league roster. But the one thing the Phillies can do that they can is they can go out and spend money. Yes. They are a big market. Atlanta is not. That's just what it is. Atlanta is historically cheap as a franchise. Yeah. Well, and, and, and yet they're the ones that signed Dallas Keiko and we're left holding our, <laughs> you know what? Yep. It's great. Um, but. Oh, by the way, Dallas Keiko pitching in the next game tomorrow night again. So that should be great. But even if it's spending money on on free agents and having that kind of financial flexibility the Phillies do have, which is great. And I, I'm glad they have it. Use that money to to build up resources. It's not just about going and signing free agents. Right. It's it's the infrastructure. Yep. Spend all that money on infrastructure and bringing in smart people. Like that's why this 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 potential Johnny Almaraz uh, replacement is, so is, is massive. Like find someone that is, from a smart organization that is progressive and spend like spend all the money on building an infrastructure. Well, you could spend whatever you want on that. Yeah, there's no salary That's cap. That's what I'm saying. In the infrastructure you could still, game. still spend on players, but do that too and spend way more. I agree with you. I mean, that is the most important thing that is going in this sport right now. Bring is that me in. Type of in. Yeah, obviously. Chaim Bloom, Jack Fritz. Yeah, sure, same, same, same guy. Same guy. Both from here. Yes. Hashtag from here. <laughs> um, but I, like- that that's incredibly frustrating. And look, there are so many things we can point to with Clentac, and we will. But just to, uh, on a basic level, to come into the season with the pitching staff he did and say, "This works. This is going to be good. We're going to be fine." And then to use Ken Rosenthal's perfect word for it, the ambivalence he showed throughout the entire season while seeing these things weren't working, whether it's not signing Dallas Keuchel, whether it's not adding at the trade deadline, whether it's looking at the bullpen and guys like Mike Moore and Jared Hughes and Blake freaking Parker coming out to pitch high leverage innings. Like there are other things they could have done that wouldn't have crippled the future or whatever. They could have, all those things are like Matt Clentak is to blame for all that, for not adding to this team when they could have not being smart in season as well as prior to the season. I mean, it's there's it's institutional failure with a lot of these things. But I want to get to Kapler because I think that's the again, we are both feel pretty confident that despite what we believe, despite what I think a lot of Phillies fans believe now in whether Clentak should come back or not, he's probably back. 
Where are you at with Kapler? I think that's the most interesting, hard to get a read on, is he going to be gone, is he not type of decision. I know which way I, I lean, but I wouldn't bet on it. W- which way are you leaning? And again, I, not should, will. I, you can say what you think, but but will he be back? I don't think he'll be back. I don't think he'll be back just because of, like, I think they're too worried about the business side of things, and they're too worried about the public perception mm-hmm. and how, like, People will say, "Oh, I'm not buying tickets if Gabe Kapler's back." Well, listen, if they if they start winning, you're going to be back. Like that's just pretty much as simple as that. Yep. And winning in an actually sustainable watching way. Yes. Like not, we've watched this team. Last We're too year. smart. Right. As, as Philadelphia, they've proven it. The last two years, they've they've proven that they're not going to buy into something that is is not real. Right. So I don't think he's going to be back, just because. Oh, unless Clint. Because Klemtak's so arrogant that he might do it just despite the fans, <laughs> right? <laughs> the, the, I, look, I don't, I don't think. I think if it's Klemtak's decision, Kapler's back. Oh, I think so too. I but I don't, don't think he's gonna have a choice. I, I, that's my point. I mean, he. I mean, Middleton fired Maley after the White Sox series when thirty-one thousand people showed up for Alumni mm-hmm. Weekend to see a team that was actually revered here. Uh, there was twenty-five thousand people for a Braves series um, a night in a. Pen, quote unquote, penetrance. Yeah, and there were less than that. That was the, the what they said. Was right, right. And and the Wednesday game of that, or whatever the third game of that, on national television in front of a national audience. You got freaking A Rod and whoever else here <laughs> calling the game and all that. I saw Smoltz that night. Oh, Smoltz. That's I went. I went to the game Smoltzy. and I saw Smoltz and I was like, mm, I you, passed you right hate by that guy. I don't hate him. You hate him. I don't like the way I don't like like it's so annoying the way he talks about modern baseball to where it's like it's like a crime yes. to like the modern baseball. I'm not a big Smoltz guy, but uh, and it's what's so annoying because the first time I heard him, I was like, oh my god, he's unbelievable. Um, but I was so close to showing him my John Smoltz. I should have probably. You should have. That's he probably would have enjoyed it. I do a really good John Smoltz. All Jack does for those who don't know, walking around the office is comes in and just mimics different windups. And- yeah. Yeah. I work on them all. I know. It's all about getting better. I'm pretty good at them. Listen, you can't you can't get better unless you're, you're right. unless you're the working. The problem is you're you're you, 10,000 hours. You haven't perfected the lefty. I mean, you do a great right-handed Cliff Lee. Yeah. But it's not Cliff Lee cuz it's right-handed. Oh, it's yeah. My right-handed Cliff Lee, my right-handed Cole Hamels are probably two of my best. They're they're amazing, yeah. but they're also not amazing. I know. I know. Okay. I'm not. I'm not that talented, <laughs> and I'm not that coordinated. But at least you acknowledge it. If That's I had Smoltzy right in front of me, and he could have seen my Smoltzy, he probably would have been impressed. Yeah, he would have been Plus, like, he's right-handed, so he'd he probably be more. Well, he probably would have chuckled and been like, mm, "Beat it, nerd." Yeah, or would have been like, "What a weirdo." <laughs> Security. Yeah. Security. Uh, you're not a real press member, are you? <laughs> <laughs> not really. All right. So back to the point. National television. <laughs> Everybody's seeing that. There was no one in that ballpark for a quote-unquote pen and chase. I agree with you. I think perception matters. I don't think Gabe Gabler's back either. Uh, look, I think that I'm not saying he doesn't deserve to be back. I've had more issues with Kapler than you. I personally, and it doesn't matter, I wouldn't say hire and fire manager over it, but I'm tired of his relentless positivity. I just, it's enough. I'm sick of it. Did you see what he said after... The game on Sunday, he's like, every game's game seven for now. We're bringing... It's like, shut up already, man. And more than that, I just... I don't think, to your point, I don't think that's ever going to fly in this city. Like, Yeah, it's it, just it's, it's just, just a bad matchup. Like, you can't have... Exactly. You can't have a situation, no matter what, again, I don't think teams should make decisions based on public perception, but you can't have a manager that your city hates, like, incessantly, obs- like, obsessively hates. Yeah, but they, 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 don't, they don't like him because he thinks progressively. Well, it, it, 
it's, I think the analytics is more of a front for people just not liking Gabe Kapler. I I don't. I, it's because of the way he talks and the way he acts. It's because the analytics are only an issue because of the way he explains them, because of the way he talks about them. Like, if they just went out and used the analytics and didn't talk about it, no one would be upset. Because it's it like work. the Eagles. Exactly. It's exactly. The Eagles won a freaking Super Bowl by being at the forefront of NFL analytic use. And everyone's like, yay, good job, Doug. All it's right. your gut. Yes, it's your gut. <laughs> it's your balls. Like, no, look, it's not. It's all about how you package it. All right. It's all. Type. Nah. Bah, ah, nice. Hey. hey uh, it, but that's the point. It's all about how you package it. So <laughs> I'm with you. I think Gabe's probably gone. Yeah, I mean, that's Francona 2.0. Well, fine. and I think the situation that could set. Oh, look at you. It's going to be wow. Frank going to 2.0. Wow. I'm not too worried about it. I don't know. I think Gabe's a really solid tactical manager. I still think he has a lot to learn in terms of the leader of men part. Well, and I think accountability and, you know, and presenting. Look, part of being a manager, like it or not, part of a manager's job is to be the public face of the franchise. You're the one who talks to media every freaking day, before a game, after a game. You are out there. You are the one explaining your organizational ideology to the public, to the media. One, well, hear from Clentac, what, once a month or something like that? Like, So that is part of the job, and it's a part of the job that Gabe Kapler is horrendous at. Yeah, and I I, I almost feel like this team would respond better to an old-school manager. Sure. Just looking at the players in the roster. It's like, a younger roster with a lot of those guys, which Well, makes it's sense. a younger roster, but it also has Harper and Real Muto, and Harper in in spring training said, like, to Boa, he was like, you were one of the managers I wanted to play for growing up. Like, so he just seems like he wants totally. the older, and I and I think Middleton wants that here, and I think Middleton has his eye on Joe Madden. And I literally that's where I was going to go, and I I think what Middleton is setting up is a situation where his general manager and manager are going to be at odds. I mean that is a situation where Joe Madden is not going to do exactly what Matt Klintek wants him to do if he no. disagrees with it. He already has the cachet; he doesn't have to. I agree with you. I think Middleton wants, whether it's Madden, whether it's Joe Girardi, he wants someone in here where he's saying, all right, I got rid of Gabe Kapler. I'm bringing an adult in here, a guy who has won it before, a guy who knows how to win, and this guy's in charge now, and that could create a, a friction type of situation with Klentak, whose guy is getting fired, and someone who he has maybe no say in whether he comes in or not. If if Middleton wants Madden yeah. or Girardi, whether Klentak wants him or not won't matter. Yep, it's going to be Middleton. Um, and then when Joe Madden's here, he's going to bring in a Rawls Chapman up six runs in game six, and then have to bring him back in game seven, <laughs> oh, not buddy. thinking ahead enough. Buddy. He's, he, I, mm, he's overrated. He's severely yeah. overrated. I, do, I, th- I think here's the thing. I thought he was really good in Tampa. Yeah. Legitimate- well, he, that's because that's, now everyone's caught up to everything he did. Yeah. Uh, it's true. It's true. So it is interesting. Maybe he needs to change the scenery. That's a tough place. Yeah, that's, but he seems to like, run his course everywhere he goes. That's, he's been in two places. And well, look, yeah, I'll, take, I'll take the success for five years and then move on to another manager. I'm trying to think, of, who's he remind me of? Like, La Russa? Oh, La Russa. I mean, La Russa is the best manager of all time. Oh. Or, or at least of modern times, excuse me. Not, what not about Bochy? Bochy's right there. He's one of them. How about, did you see that, that Bochy stat Bochy's the other day? right there. Oh, it was amazing. 1995, yeah. Yeah, yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> Bochy's right there. I think LaRusso is the best manager in my lifetime, if I had to put it in. So I'd say he's not as good as LaRusso. But like LaRusso, who was the guy that wore out his welcome and moved around like a good LaRusso amount? LaRusso didn't move out. Uh, right, he was just he only his, Oakland and, and, and St. Louis. And St. Louis. Yeah. Um, a good, well, Lou Pinella. Right. Pinella. Lou Pinella was the exact type of guy. Come and in. Buck Showalter was right the type ship of guy. And not oh. quite great manager, but a similar type of guy. I could definitely see Middleton wanting Buck Showalter or Mike Sosha. And let me just put this out there now. 
If they hire Mike Sosha, Mike Sosha is the the ultimate no. Uh, there is no would, bigger no on the planet than Mike Sosha. I would Buck I would Showalter, rather me manage. I don't manage want Buck Showalter, but at least Buck Showalter at least is like open to new ways of thinking and like. Yeah, I don't hate Buck as I much as hate I Buck. hate I Mike. He actually Sosha. did a decent job in Baltimore. The you know until they really just gave up on the team and he gave up on them. Yeah, besides not bringing in Britain. <laughs> yeah, that that was a a massive mistake. I mean, it, that was one of those. The Brit, the not bringing in Britain. At, it, everyone it was, on the planet knew it was a horrible move. It was, I was, I was sitting yeah. home like, uh, yeah. what are you doing? Yeah, Buck would not be uh, high on my list, but I wouldn't like Mike Sosha. I would, I would riot. Yes, I, I would consider not being a fan of the Phillies anymore. Not quite, but I would be so mad if they brought Mike Sosha. Oh, I'd be, I would be devastated. He's my last choice. Unless, He's the last person on the list of available candidates. Um, I'd rather they hired someone I've never heard of before. Don't go trout with me. You don't. <laughs> I know what you're doing here. Don't Unless. do it. Don't do it. Uh, no. Bring Mike home. No. Um, Socha would be a total disaster. <laughs> oh, it's the worst possible hire they could make. Um, but I don't know. Like, there's a. I like Gabe. I think Gabe's a good manager. Mm-hmm. I totally understand where people come from where they don't think he's genuine and and they just and maybe players don't buy into him. I just think this team and I think Real Muto would respond better to an old school manager. I think Harper would respond better. I think Hoskins would respond better. I think Kingery. Well, and especially coming off of game. You know, that's something we saw with with Boa to Charlie. You know, and we've seen it in the past in baseball history like when you go from a uh, and and Gabe's not a hard ass, but like a, a polar opposite, where you go from someone who's super new age and wants to be your bud and all that, and then you go to someone who's a lot more like, all right, I'm your manager, you're the players, like we'll get along, but like what I say goes, like you're the baseball guy, and, yeah, and and again, uh, to use the phrase before, the the adult in the room type of guy, I do think that matters. To to quote Brett Brown, yeah, you know the, the James Butler, the adult in the room, yeah. I think that matters in a clubhouse. That is th- that is structured this way. Yeah, it's gonna be. It's a, just a fascinating offseason. It's really fascinating. They have to spend a lot of money. They yes. get now they're 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 letting go a lot of minor league uh, instructors, coordinators, coaches. Um, I mean, oh, they're not letting go of our boy. Well, obviously, yeah. obviously I mean, the only good move they've made in the last three years. Literally. Um, How do you think that happened? You think someone like. Like underneath Clentag, Clentag was like, yeah, yeah, sure, you could do it or something like that. Like they have a smart person in the front office who, yeah. who certainly couldn't have come from Clentag. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, but it's just I'm I'm I I can't for as much as I love baseball and I'm I'm never, I'm ready for the Phillies season to be over. Like I just I honestly <laughs> I really sad coming from you because I, I, I feel like you're the last person. To oh, see. dude, when I've, you say that it really is the end of the. Phillies I've been season. dead. I've literally been dead inside <laughs> since the Reds game. Like when I said that I felt like a deer that just got ran over, yeah. that's what I felt like. I haven't been able to really get up for a game since then. Yeah, like that was that was it. That was it for me. They yep. murdered me. They killed me. And <laughs> Phil Irvin, <laughs> shot to Phil Irvin. Um, no idea who he was. And like so, getting through the playoffs. Playoffs are absolutely amazing. I can't like baseball playoffs are just the most underrated things in sports. Oh, it's the best. And to get to the off season, knowing that they have holes to fill, they have. They, they the moves they made this offseason in in this in season in trade deadline, I thought were moves that I hope. And this is my hope. I don't know if it's a fact, but I hope that it was the analytics department seeing something and being able to to to, to find value where there wasn't perceived value. Sure. Like what Mike Morham stinks, but he's been okay. Yeah. Like Jared Hughes was bad. He's been re- really good at the last couple outings. I like Nick Vincent more than a lot of like You're almost every. He's Vincent like my guy. He's got a really good spin rate on his forcing fastball. I know that sounds a lot like Gabe. Really, 
Um, his so he's got. I like that idea. I love. He's it. got elite spin on his fourteen fastball, and I'm intrigued by him. He needs to have another pitch, but he, I'm intrigued. But like <laughs> to 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 find those guys, sure. Corey, Corey Dickerson, Dickerson Jay Bruce was a steal. Totally. Um, I hope it is my hope that the analytics department is starting to find some underrated talent because everyone they brought in. Besides Corey Dickerson, I think Corey Dickerson was always a good hitter, just matter yeah. of saying how he's basically Wilson Ramos. Like that's what he was. Sure. Um for them for them to be able to find underrated assets in, in season was good. Now I want to see that translate over to the offseason. Find me some kind of stud pitcher out of nowhere. Yes. Make 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 it make an interesting move. There was no real interesting like like, like, like a Charlie JD Davis like we talk, Yeah, or like Charlie Morton last off. Charlie Morton signed for two years, 15 million. He was one of the best pitchers in the well, American years, League this year. Million, yeah, million. you know, two, two years, 15 each. He was one of the best pitchers in the American League this year. Point blank. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm getting excited again. Oh, man. We're back. <laughs> I can't wait. I am excited for the offseason. That, that, I can't wait for first emergency uh, podcast. Okay. Who? What is going to what is going to be our first emergency podcast? You know, it's sad what it's going to be. The gay firing yeah, podcast? Yeah, it's going to be that. That's going to happen first. Then we will definitely probably be the only scouting director hire emergency podcast oh, that will happen. Give me two hours. Yeah, that might be the longest podcast we've ever Block done. Block out that studio two for two hours. Well, that's the thing. I think we'll get a real read on what the what what how we should feel about the offseason from that move. Because you figure that move will happen sooner rather than later once the offseason begins. Certainly before any free agency stuff. This year we'll know that we're not doing any free agency emer- or emergency podcast till like February or March. Yeah. So we won't like freak out the way we did this I mean, time. For, uh, we'll follow it all. We'll go crazy, but we'll, we'll know. You this know, whole we'll offseason was blue balls. And the actual season was I blue know, balls. I know. So the scouting director hired, that's going to be a big deal. Like... Do they go outside the organization? Do they hire someone from a smart organization? It doesn't matter whether you've ever heard that guy's name before. You probably won't have. Like, maybe no. Jack has. But, like, mm, I bet most people won't. And it doesn't matter. It's just, is it the Phillies promoted X or Y oh. from, from wherever in the organization? Don't do or it. Did they, or did the Phillies hire X or Y from the Rays or the Indians? That's going to be a massive thing. Oh, dude, if they, all right, there's only six teams they're allowed to hire from. Ooh, I like this. There's only six teams. Okay. Rays, Indians, Rays, Yankees, Indians, Yankees, Dodgers, Astros, Dodgers. Dodgers. So that's five. That's an easy five. That's an easy five. I think. Mm, all right. There's got to be who might. Cubs? No. No. Padres have done well recently. Yeah, but they've been at the top of drafts. I know. I know. I'm with you. A's. Oh, A's is a good one. I mean, Billy Bean. Billy Bean still still killing it. By man. the way, Billy Bean and Andy McPhail have the same exact title. Any difference there? <laughs> <laughs> Notice any difference? Oh, all right. So anyone else? Any other um, obvious teams? Diamondbacks? No. no. I mean, the Cardinals are usually run pretty yeah, well. Yeah, but, but no, no. They, know, they've been they've no. been Jack Squats and Chef yeah, Lou now into the Astros. No. I'm saying no. I know. Um, no, I don't think there's any oh, other Red Sox. No, I mean, who's who's in charge? Even I know. Um. I mean, you know, I mean, you know, like Mike Hazen's really smart. Okay, he there's was, five. Okay, there's five. That's what I'm saying. There are five. There are five. You're only allowed to your Phillies. <laughs> to your Phillies. You're only allowed to hire from these five teams. Done. Indians, it, Yankees, Astros, Dodgers, Rays. It is decided. You're welcome. You're welcome. 
<laughs> Maybe the sprinkle in the A's. Flat flash forward to Phillies promote. Phillies hire <laughs> someone from the Orioles. I want to hear hire, not promote. Yeah, that I could see it. Like Angels or something. Oh, I know him. He's my buddy. If they hire right. someone from the Angels, oh, fold the franchise. Fold the franchise. Seriously. I'm serious about that. All right. Um, <laughs> note bag. I, I got nothing. Nothing. I got nothing. I, I, I was... Very locked in on Saturday's game, and then it happened again. Yeah, and then you and I just was like, are you kidding? Yeah, me? it was the exact same way. Yeah. I, was, I was so locked oh, in on that game. I love watching Gabe Kapler get kicked out of games. Yeah, it's my favorite thing in the world. And you have Harper calling him a sissy. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Look, one thing I will say, and whether it's to Gabe's credit or the players or whatever, this, if nothing else, to take a positive away for a lot of the guys will be back next year. This team is not folded like they did last year. No. They're just not that good. They've shown us for the entire season they are a 500 mediocre baseball team. They haven't folded. At least they're playing hard. At least they're fighting. And, I mean, you know, literally that's more than we could say for them last year. Well, Klintzak did a good job finding culture guys. Like, he, he factored in the culture stuff this year. And they, they are a likable team that doesn't have enough talent. That's about it. That's what, that's what they are. Yeah. Like, they're a likable team um, that just doesn't have enough talent. And Likeable minus Sean Rodriguez. <laughs> yeah. Well, I actually like him now. <laughs> and Jason Vargas. Vargy? Um, Vargas is back, by the way. We can use the nickname again. <laughs> you had a good stretcher on there? Yeah. Five runs. Jason Vargas. I mean, nine starts. With the, I'm not a big pitcher wins, guys, but still has not won a game as a Philly. So. Derek Lowe bobblehead in here. Wow. Did someone get that for you? That fits Do me. Well, know you're a big Derek Lowe guy? Big Derek Lowe guy. All right, final oh wait, part. hold on, hold on. Speaking of Derek Lowe, oh gosh, did you see that that Twins pitcher that has Derek Lowe like sink, but it's a hundred miles an hour? No, what's his name? Uh it's it it. Watching it didn't. It was like it didn't seem. It's like Trinan. It's like what Trinan can do. Oh yeah, like witch like stuff. Yeah, it's it's it shouldn't even be it shouldn't even be legal. What? And now I forget his name. It was like it was like a really really cool name. Um, As expected, yeah, it should be. Oh, really uh, good. Bru- Brustar Gratterall. Oh, I know him. Yeah, I kn- I own him in a dynasty league I'm in, but I had no idea that he came up. Yeah, that's really fun. He's nasty. Hundred miles an hour. Amazing numbers in the minors. I've never seen him pitch before. I just knew I I own him in a dynasty league team. That is. Well, let me see this, Jack Sherrington. <laughs> oh, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that is nasty. Yeah. That's some unhittable type stuff right there. Brustar Gratterall throws over hundred. Phillies are not interested. In that Glantzak era, um, that was a, that was a uh, automatic no. Oh, to hundred, no, I'm out. I don't even want to watch him pitch. Right. <laughs> uh, I would also like to welcome the Philadelphia Eagles to the 2019 Philly season. <laughs> oh no, don't do it. Did Jack. you see all those injuries last night? <laughs> oh god. Now, now imagine that, but for 162 games. <laughs> oh, buddy. Imagine that. Is that your? You're a bundle of joy today. No, my final thought is. The Arizona Fall League. There it is. There it is. I will be live streaming, probably live tweeting. <laughs> I. It is now my my playoffs. My playoffs is the Arizona Fall League. If I get Ammoniac, Bohm, Howard, like g- going off in the Arizona Fall League, like this is what this is what separates the men from the boys. <laughs> like Alonzo last year in the Arizona Fall League went off. He had the tank shot off of Nate Pearson. Like. Give me some of that. <laughs> Give me some of that. You got Joey Bart and Alec Baum on the same team. I can't wait. I cannot wait. I cannot wait. For as much as everyone's like, oh, the Phillies aren't going to make the playoffs, the Arizona Fall League is our playoffs. <laughs> <laughs> With the Phillies have never sent anyone interesting to the Arizona Fall League. Literally, ever. 
You are so jacked right now. I this can't is wait. The most excited you've been the entire podcast. I've been depressed since the Red series. I okay, tell. I need a little life. I don't even. I rate and review the podcast. All right, you're not gonna hear it. Jack just edited something out. It's hilarious. <laughs> He's Fritz. I'm Seltzer. We'll see you later.